Hey, 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 welcome in everybody to the Talking Blue Notes podcast. The newest, the hottest, best hockey podcast on earth as of today. I am Zach, your host, and I'm here with the most beautiful man with the most beautiful head of hair. Just got done shaving it all off. My boy, Joe. Joe, what's up, dude? What's happening? Fresh out the shower, fresh shine on the head. Uh, we're good to go. I'm ready to record this uh, podcast. I'm excited for what it's going to bring for us, man. Yeah, so let's uh, let's do like a little rundown for everybody because this is episode one. This is inaugural number one. Um, we are a we're we're a hockey podcast, but we will we'll talk more about the Blues. We'll try to be more Blues focused, right? Because um, we are both diehard Blues fans, so we'll try to keep it there. But also, you know, we also dabble in some other sports. You know, there's also some some entertainment stuff we'll dive into every now and then, right? I mean, we kind of, we kind of stay. Oh, yeah, we got our like uh, our little random shit section of the podcast, as we call it in the notes, and we're just going to call it that in the pod. Literally <laughs> random shit. And, uh, yeah, so, I, I mean, I hope everyone enjoys this. I think this is going to be a fresh new take on, um, you know, a lot of people are just doing, like, straight-up hockey or, you know, certain sports. We can kind of branch off into everything, but we also want to give our take for the Blues because – um, like I said, we're both diehards and we, we want to get this, we want to get everyone's give everyone kind of like a, what a blues fan thinks on a two to three time weekly basis watching this team, because it's, it's a, it's a roller coaster. It can be a roller coaster up and down through an 82 game season. Um, also including the preseason. So, you know, I, th- I hope everyone really enjoys this. We're really ready to get it rolling. And I know that you've been, you know, you've been itching to get after it. So. Yes, sir. Yeah, let's get it going. So let's get after it. Yeah, dude, let's get after it. Let's just get into it. Now, do you want to do a little introduction about yourself? You know, how long have you been watching the Blues? How long have you been a Blues fan? Kind of give everyone a little perspective on, you know, where you're coming from. All right, so, you know, first off, I'm Joe Travers. Uh, you know, just your little suburban St. Peter's guy. Bold uh, move, giving out the government name on episode one. Love it. Oh, yes, Joseph D. Travers. D as in duh. Uh no, yeah. So, uh, with, I hopped on you with you uh, on your old podcast before and <coughs> a little intro. Uh, I'm not a lifelong hockey or blues fan, but I am now a diehard blues fan. I have been watching them for uh, uh, close to ten years now. Um, our mutual friend Deacon got me into it and uh, watched it for about a season and a half, and then he took me to my first playoff game also my first nhl game in 2014 it was uh against the hawks i believe it was game two against the hawks right before the uh the wakey wakey game and uh it, that i fell in love and have not pretty much haven't missed a game since so uh there's my blues fandom history uh the NHL talk, that's going to be your hot spot. I do follow the NHL, but you definitely know way more than I do about it. I'll chime in here and there, but that's your uh, that's your strong suit there. And uh, other than that, yeah, man, I just uh, – I like any any kind of entertainment, man. Any Give me something that excites me, and I'm there. Love it, dude. Love it. Yeah, um, I'm Zach DeGrand. I've been watching hockey since I could basically walk, since as long as I can remember. <laughs> And uh, it doesn't matter how long you've been a fan at all. And, I, I mean, there's people like that all the time that that you meet. They're like, well, I haven't been a fan that long. It's like it doesn't matter. You love the team. You love the team. And the Blues have been my team 
love it or hate it, or, you know, too much to my demise for almost, you know, all 30 years besides one year is basically I'm, I'm a, I'm in a glass case of emotions most of the time, you know, during the year watching games and stuff like that. But I uh, grew up playing hockey, played it my whole life. I don't play anymore because my body refuses to keep up with me and tore my groin. And now that groin took you out. Huh? <laughs> it took me out. It probably didn't help that the week after it happened, um, I went and played golf and also I believe with me yeah, with you. And I was <laughs> literally walking around on a Like I was using my putter all day as a cane. So, I mean, that probably didn't help. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, even like playing hockey two weeks after it happened and then redoing it again definitely did not help. But who, neither here nor there. Yeah, I would have gone pro. But, you know, um, <laughs> you know, all that. But no, love hockey, love the game. I, and I, I, I've always, hockey's been my sport. Like, it's just always been my lane. It's the one thing I've known, like, everything about. You know, I mean, there's obviously stuff I don't know about, but I know a lot of stuff about hockey that I, it's just it's just always been my sport. So and I and I I want you to kind of use this as like a or both of us to really use this as like a launching pad. We'll, we're gonna find we're gonna learn something every time we do this together. We're gonna grow together. Me and I'm you here are here to learn, man. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna grow into this nice little beautiful beautiful flower. Right now we're just a seed, but we're gonna grow. We're gonna grow together. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Yeah, dude, it's gonna be awesome. So, um, yeah, hope everyone enjoys it. So let's dive into what we called our random shit right off the bat, right? So, real quick, we got some stuff going on in St. Louis. It's kind of historic. I mean, our boy Albert Pujols, Albert, probably the greatest hitter of the probably the last 22, 25 years since he came in in 2001, I think, uh, hit his 700th home run. 699 700 same night uh it was uh what everybody's been looking forward to what everybody's been talking about happening uh we were all just wondering when and uh the one night that i think the mlb did not think and did not want it to happen boy was it a night uh friday night the game was on of all channels apple tv plus ratings had to take a dive for that man that that hurts so bad it's like you know that should be on you know espn or that should be on fox 2 like national broadcast game and they have it on apple tv plus granted it was a free game nobody had to have a subscription to apple tv plus but nobody's gonna go and download the freaking app if they don't already have it just to watch a game that they didn't think he was gonna hit two dingers in in one night i honestly thought uh, Aaron Judge was going to hit number 62 before Pools was going to hit 700. Yeah, and hey, we'll get to that in a second. But, like, I even if they don't make it national, at least make it regional. Because, I mean, I think regional makes it even better because, I mean, if you have Dan McLaughlin calling that call, I mean, people love him or hate him. He's a great St. Louis announcer. He's done just about everything, literally everything. I mean, he's, he's done just about everything you can do. And – I mean, it would have been really cool to hear him call two home runs to get him into the 700 club. It would have been absolutely awesome. But, I, I mean, at least he did it. I'm, I mean, can't cannot be any more happy for him. Aaron Judge, though, little on a, he's on a slump ever since he got to 60. He cannot get to 61. And, I mean, they were lo- people in New York were losing their minds over them not getting it on Yes, the Yankee Entertainment or whatever it is. It's like the Yankee Sports Network. 
and not having Michael K do it. And people were like, per, they were like petitioning it. They were like, nope, nope, get it off Apple TV. Luckily for them, it didn't happen. Yeah. It didn't happen then. So, I mean, that's good for them. But you kind of wonder now with Pools hitting that, it'd be so crazy to see someone, to see two different people hit these kind of milestones in one season. It would be almost unheard of besides McGuire and Sosa doing it that one year. Going back to Danny Mac, uh, I did see a shared, I, you know, I'm not really on Twitter much, but I saw something from his Twitter uh, that he sent, I can't remember the guy's name, but the broadcaster that ended up uh, calling the both home runs on Apple TV Plus, he did say, uh, he sent the tweet to him, you know, congratulating him on like doing an awesome job calling those two home runs. I heard it. It was exciting, but you know, yes, it wasn't Danny Mac and that's what we're all used to hearing with what we wanted to hear. Yeah, I mean, it. I, I think it would have been really cool, especially with, with him doing it, to, with getting 99 and then 700 would have been just yeah. absolutely incredible. He would have, I mean, he would have blown a gasket. So maybe it's good. Oh, yeah. So we can keep Danny Mac around. Um, so, yeah, that's one thing going around, you know. But let's talk a little golf. Me and you are slightly, slightly under amateur status golfers, <laughs> right? I mean... What's your what's your best round, by the way? Just let everybody know your best round, just so they can know where we're coming from in our professional opinion whenever we're talking about golf. Best round is currently an eighty-five, and boy, am I uh, I'm close to breaking it many times, uh, often now. Uh, me and you played. Uh, we played a little buddies six-man buddies scramble uh, recently, and uh, I'll tell you what, man, I was playing so good that day. I, you know, I was. We played uh, with our mutual friend Drew, and who is probably by far and away the best golfer in that group of six that we had. Me and him were partners, and I think we ended up using humble brag. Uh, used quite a few more of my shots than his that day. Humble brag. I uh, I was a pen seeker, man. I I I think I put like three or four, you know, approach shots within five feet. It was beautiful. So uh, one day I'll I'll get down uh, below eighty five, but. As of right now, I hit 85, I think it was like two months ago. And you know what? I honestly don't remember what course I did it on. I think it was... Was it Golf uh, Club of Wentzville that Golf you played Club at? Golf Club of Wentzville. I believe yeah. so. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm 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 hungry for more. Uh, oh, uh, Golf to me, which, by the way, I almost got there. I think I played with my buddy Johnny uh, about three weeks ago, and we played at Innsbruck. Shout out. Yeah, you here. told me about it. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Innsbruck and... Uh, I, let me tell you, it was a Friday afternoon right before we were going to the – or no, it was a Thursday Thursday afternoon. And uh, we got after it on the course and somehow <laughs> shot the best round of my life. And, like, I mean, I'm dude, I'm, I shot an 86. And, like, I'm – you know, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm playing out of my fucking mind. You know, I'm putting – you know, I'm putting every drive in the fairway. And then my buddy Johnny is just he, – he's a fucking character. He's one of the one of the funniest guys I've ever met. And this I guy, Johnny. I mean, when he gets after it, he gets after it. And especially when he goes golfing, he's like, he's like, we're buying a 24 pack. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like 24 <laughs> beers. So there was a few holes where Johnny was standing over the ball. And I mean, barely standing, like looking like me with a torn groin. Like he was like wobbling back and forth. And this guy would be like, he would just go, where's the pin? And I'm like, that way. Like, I'd point it to him and be like, oh, okay. And he'd just, like, stand over it, whack the ball. And, I mean, it would land this far from the pin. And he's like, oh, is that good? I don't know. Is that good? Fucking beats me by one stroke. Gets an 85. And I'm like, you're a – What a dick. And, like, the whole day, I'm like, there's no way he's playing better than me. I mean, like, he's keeping up. And I'm like, but he's so hammered. And I'm, like, focusing on my own shots. And then at the very end of the day, he's like, 
he's like counting up his score and then I'm counting them both up to confirm. I'm like, yeah, dude, you beat me like 85 and I got 86. I'm like, way to put a damper on my best round of my life, oh. dude. And he uses like these old clubs from like 1936 and somehow just, you know, pin seeks the entire time. And he's, oh, boy. Now, he was getting reads from your boy. Like, th- there's one thing I can do. Like, I cannot putt very good, but I can, like, tell people where to putt it. I just have no touch around the green. And But I can tell just, people, I'm just like. just the hammer guy, huh? Yeah, I'm, I just hammered. I, there's not a single ball left short. If we're, if we're in a scramble, that ball is getting to the hole or it's going 90 yards by and I'm ending it up in another tee box. But I was giving him reads the whole day, and he would, he would and I'm like, why the fuck am I giving you reads anymore? Because he's making everything. I think he made like three birdies in a row at one point. And I'm like, oh, oh what the hell am I doing giving you reads? I need to stop. So, yeah, uh, yeah either way, uh, the President's Cup was this past weekend. And the U.S., you know, the U.S. plays against the rest of the world, basically. And the U.S. dominates most of the USA. time. USA. USA. Dude, USA. Na- nation's pride out here. We just kill them. We kill the Euros and, the, well, oh, basically yeah. the rest of the world. And uh, they did it again this weekend and just absolutely demolished them. Wasn't yep. even, it wasn't and, even a competition. Uh, super exciting. And I watched uh, not a single second of it. You didn't watch a single lick of it. <laughs> I'm going to no, be honest. Man, I didn't I either. Busy all weekend. I did not. I, did, I, I was really excited to watch it. You know, uh, we, we both talked about him before our boy, uh, Max Homa. He made his debut for team America. I believe his debut. And, uh, the boy. He was, he killed it. He was four and zero. Our boy uh, JT Justin Thomas. He was five and zero. So uh, you know it was something I was really upset to miss. But I heard it was uh it was pretty exciting golf for what they said was gonna be just an all out blowout. I think uh, they the spread was six and a half, and I think they only won by four. So that's still uh, a pretty decent amount. I mean, because what it's like if you tie, you get a half point. If you win, you get one. Is that how it works? I have no idea how it works. It's a hell out of me. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like the Ryder Cup, which, by the way, it's the other way around in the Ryder Cup. The U.S. can't Euro. win. Yep. So, but uh, hopefully, you were saying before the pod when we were talking about it, they probably have a pretty good chance to win this year because a lot of those, a lot of those big name Euros that went over to live. De facto's, yep. Yeah, I would dude. think so. They're like pulling like it's like the. So I watched the Russian Five the other night. Just rewatched it. Have you ever seen that? No, I don't even know what that is. So the Russian Five is about it's a it's a movie about the five Russians that the Detroit Red Wings. Detroit, got. okay, yeah, That's and kind of figured. like it was Fedorov, Konstantinov, Fatisov, Larionov, and Kozlov, and okay. maybe they're kind of like them. They're defecting, like they have to like secretly defect out of the PGA, and they're like, yeah, I just want to just give me a bag of cash, and I'll be over there as soon as you can, Mister Saudi yeah. Saudi man or Greg Norman, whoever's handing them the bag. But yeah, big big hey, thing with golf. Speaking of handing them the bag, our boy Max Homa, he, uh, did you see what he said about joining the Live Tour? Absolutely not. What did he say? <laughs> he said that he's, that somebody asked him how much uh, it would cost for him to uh, <clears throat> join the Live, and he's a, he's a big uh, no-go on the Live guy. And they said, uh, what, what, would you take a billion dollars? He said, how about two billion, and I'm signing tomorrow. So uh, $2 hey, billion dollars is the asking price. Every man's got his price. Every man. Now, Tiger got offered something like $800 million. I've, yeah, it was very shy. It just shy of a billion. That's, that's, that's just nuts. nuts. I mean, good on the guy. I mean, the guy's already a billionaire. I think, he's the, I think he was just noted as a billionaire this year. Like, he broke billionaire yep. status. So and I believe he's already halfway to two bill. Yeah. I mean, it's coming pretty quick. He a year. I, I think him, he's kind of like the Tom Brady of golf. Like, he kind of just, 
He had like his. He had a really good. He had a Hall of Fame legendary status career all the way up until you know the incidents that he ran into. 2010, 11, 12 ish. Yeah, and then you know he has all these injuries, and he comes back, and then I think he was even more beloved when he came back. Like it's, and then he had another resurgence, wins another Masters in nineteen. Yeah, I I will say it kind of took like everybody was a little hesitant to be right back on him, and you know really love everything that was going on until you know he won. I think he was at eighty wins for a long time. He won eighty one. Then he tied Sam Snead 82 with that uh, win over in Japan, uh, the Zozo, I believe it is. And then, so, you know, everybody's back on the Tiger train because, you know, he's at least tied for the 82 most wins in PGA Tour history. And then he goes out 2019, and uh, I believe it was before the, maybe it was 2018, before the Masters, he made uh, his major return in St. Louis, in right? St. Louis. At Bell Reeve. Second place. Bell Reeve, yeah. And then uh, goes out 2019 and wins the Masters, and everybody is madly in love with the man again. I'm uh, questioning my sexuality thinking about it right now. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, now we know your man crush. Jesus Christ. I used to, people used to tell me when I was young I looked like him, and I'm like, oh, that, I guess, kind of. But now I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll take that. Like, I'll take that. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's people yeah, that have. The same hair, too. Yeah, shit hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not much there, but you know, there's something going on. If only I had his money, you know. Um, yeah. All right, so let's let's move on to the NFL. There's something I want to do every week with with you on the pod here. We kind of talked about it, just to kind of keep ourselves honest here. Um, we're not, but we're both not really huge NFL guys. I grew up watching football, and I kind of know it, but I know that you're not like a huge one. But I think we should do like an NFL pick 'em every week, kind of like a survivor pool. Let's do it. Just to kind of, you know, keep us honest. We'll have something to do. So here's our rules for this. And I hope everyone else gets involved in this too. Is that, so we'll treat it like a survivor pool. You can't, me and you cannot take the same team throughout the year. We have to pick a new team every week. And whoever makes the most picks at the end of the year, we'll have some kind of bet going, right? We'll figure it out. Or we'll let our listeners, you know, if they want to see, if there's some kind of loser bet that they wanted, you know, they want someone to get punished for it. You know, we can do that. Or or whatever. Um, what is your extent of the knowledge of the NFL? How far does it go? How far, if you could throw your knowledge far, how many yards could you throw it? Oh boy. Uh, seven and a half yards. <laughs> seven and a half. <laughs> I will say, okay. I, I know every team in the NFL. That's uh, good. <laughs> but are you keeping up with all the PC name changes and all that and everything too? Uh, the, the, what is it? The commanders? Now? Yeah. Like what the fuck? <laughs> intimidating name uh, you know, no no like i i got out of football you know our we we talked about this before but um you know our hearts were ripped out of us when uh, the rams got pulled away i already wasn't a nfl guy to begin with but that just totally knocked me out of contention for watching the nfl like i i i don't know anything about it anymore um but uh i gotta group my my two lifelong best friends and another buddy uh they're they're big football guys you know they we got our buddy chat going on all the time and they're always talking about football and you know that's something where i'm just kind of missed out on so we decided this year that uh we were going to do a pick them between the four of us and you know it's like uh winner gets five bucks from each of the losers each week and you know we just pick and best record wins Whatever. So I am trying to pay a little bit more attention to the NFL this year, and you know it's a it's a little entertaining. 
it's yeah. not hockey, but <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not hockey. It's definitely not. But I mean, the NFL is just such a behemoth sport. It's almost hard not to pay attention to it. Yeah, because every every radio station, every TV station, every streaming service now, like you just can't get away from it. So I think we should do that. We should definitely do that. So let's start with that right now in our little bullshit section. Now, I just looked at next week's game and I got my team. So who are you picking? Who are they playing? And who are you going with and why? All right. Uh, well, this I'm going with a uh, team that I probably won't pick all season, but I think that they actually might have a chance to win this week. So uh, you're looking at Seahawks-Lions next week. Oh, boy. And, uh, oh, boy. <laughs> going with the Lions. Rawr! Go with the Lions, man. <laughs> If they're gonna win a game, maybe it's against the Seahawks. They suck this year, so let's uh, let's hope for the best. Yeah, and the Lions aren't much better, but you know, I I, I respect oh, Lions. That. That's who I'm picking, Lions. I know. I'm just oh, saying. You're like you're, saying. you're picking the two. You're picking the the more suck of the sucks. Yes. And uh, I, but I like that. I like that. I like Get that. Get out of the way early. Yeah. Um. I man, I want to go ballsy now too, because. I'm looking at the schedule. I was thinking about picking the Bills playing against the Ravens, but after their performance yesterday, oh, I don't know. Day. You know they're they're uh, dealing with a lot of injuries in the backfield. I feel I, I heard like they got two safeties and two cornerbacks out right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy, there's a really big game on Sunday night that I that I think that's that that is what I'm going to pick. I'm going to make a pick on this one, and I am going. It's the Chiefs and the Bucks. We got Tom Brady, the goat. Versus the new, probably soon to be, you know, one of the best players in the NFL in Patrick Mahomes. I'm taking Brady. And he has sucked. Like, Tom Brady has been absolute garbage through the first three weeks of the season. And we all know he's dealing with whatever the hell he's dealing with with his 12 out of 10 supermodel wife at home. You know, basically he doesn't want him to play. But I'm taking the Bucks. They're at home. Sunday night game, under the lights. We all know Tom Brady shines the brightest. Whenever the whenever the lights are the brightest, so I'm gonna I'm never gonna take the Bucks. Never bet against Brady except it's, for last week. It, he... Yeah, well, he played my boy. He played Aaron Rodgers. He played my boy. He ain't gonna be. He's not gonna beat him. Come He's on, gonna now. double check. But it, hey, the belt. Did, okay, so I know we we ran a test episode, and I want to bring this up again. There is a 20 minute long YouTube video. Of, must watch. Must watch YouTube video of. And I don't know, whoever put this together deserves a fucking Oscar, an Emmy, whatever. Is I believe it was the man himself. He produced it. Who? Eli. You think Eli produced that? He did. I'm pretty sure I saw that in the credits, man. Uh, okay. All right, man. So if you can't tell by now, we're talking about the legendary Chad Powers video. Oh, my God. Did that take over the Internet and dude. roll with like a storm, dude? What a fantastic video. I mean, so I saw this little teaser on... I don't know who released it. Was it ESPN, I believe? And it's uh, this, this you know, middle-aged <laughs> looking, long hair. Looks like he's two decades behind where he's supposed to be. And he's You look just, like a trailer park dad. Like He shows, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he shows up to this, uh, what what team was it for? It was uh, Penn State. Kyle, Penn State, yeah. State shows up Penn. Penn State uh, for, uh, what is it, tryouts or something? Like walk-on he, tryouts, yeah. He's yeah, walk-ons, and he is just full of himself. Oh, Chad Power's fast. Chad Power ball. Chad Power go deep. <laughs> it, and and I I'm like, oh my gosh. Then it reveals that this 
crazy outdated man is Eli Manning going and I you know the the teaser was great it had me hooked and uh sent me to YouTube and I watched the whole video and it was fantastic yeah it was one of those videos that I saw the teaser for it and it's one of the only videos where I'm like oh I gotta go to YouTube and find the whole thing like I'm gonna watch the whole because I think it was only three minutes long I think I saw it on Facebook or something and I was like, I have to go see this whole thing. And four words that come out of that that were just the best thing I've ever heard was think fast, run fast. Oh, <laughs> it was yeah. just the best four words that came out of that. So he's just he's running the 40 and he's like, he's like, think fast, run fast, think fast, run fast while he's running. And what did he end up running? Like a five four nine? Five four nine. <laughs> the head coach who's the one who was in on it. Yeah. The only one there that's in on it. He goes, Five four nine. <laughs> this motherfucker can't run. Like it's just crazy. It was awesome though. And Eli is Eli is like slowly becoming just like Peyton. Like he's just he's that guy. He's a personality. And he's he's on everything. There's a legendary thing that Peyton. Man- if you guys have not seen it, go to YouTube and search Peyton Manning United Way SNL sketch or sketch. It is the best thing you'll ever see. It's basically Peyton. Like at like you know a, like an urban field like a baseball field, and he's like got all these kids and he's like yeah we're gonna run this play run this play, and he's like throwing the ball like throwing heaters at them and like hitting them in the back of that he's like what the fuck guys like you guys can't run routes and he's like what the he's like you know what go go walk home you can walk home go over there like and then he's like kids? yeah he's like oh, okay. and then he's like got him in like a huddle and he's like drinking beer and then he's like like teach them how to, I think they were like breaking into cars or something and he was like he's like oh shit the cops run everyone spread. It's just great, and the the Manning brothers are just you know they're TV gold, man. They have they have great personalities, fantastic athletes. Uh, I think you told me I didn't even know this last week that their dad was like an all time NFL player and Archie. Just uh, just what a family, man. I'm yeah, and, the, and not only that. So Cooper, I mean Cooper play. I don't know if Cooper Manning. It's one of the third brother that no one knows about. Is you know I think he played in college if I'm not mistaken. Then they have. A son, they have a, a. I think it's Cooper's son, is going to play for Texas next year, and you know I think I did hear about that a while ago. Okay, I mean this kid was getting recruited when he was twelve. I mean they were probably offering him college scholarships at twelve years old. I mean let's be honest, the kid and the kid can sling a pill. Absolutely, he's a Manning. He, I mean yeah. All right, so enough football. Let's do another segment that we want to do every at least once a week. Um. Kind of like a buy or sell, but I kind of wanted to throw a little twist on it. So I'm going to call it, what are you all in on this week? What are what are one of us is each or either all in on it or we're dumping and changing it? That's what we're oh, doing. Yeah. We'll try to bring it back to hockey a little bit. So, Joe, what are you all in on this week? And then what are you dumping and changing this week? Oh, we need one of each. I think we should do one of each. Or if oh, you want to no. just do one, if you want to, if yeah, you want to just do one, let's okay. just pick one or the other. If you, if you got two, we can go two. But uh, me, I only came prepared with one this week, and uh, that one is uh, some news that just broke, I believe, yesterday. And uh, we, we'll stay on the topic of football for. This are you one. all in on this, or are you? I'm are... I'm all in, all in. There was an Instagram post by a uh, young lady. Well, I'll start cluing you in. Uh, it was one hand and a football is all the Instagram post was. You know where I'm going with this yet? No. Oh. All right. Think music. Young lady music. Uh, oh, and, uh, my oh. girl. 
Rihanna. Oh my girl, Riri. Yes. You doing the 2023 Super Bowl halftime show, man? I I cannot think of anything better. You you have just won me over. That was just such a such a relief to hear that you're all in on this. I'm all in on that too. All in, dude. Okay, you think of uh, last year with uh, Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop. Uh, I could have cared less about Kendrick being in that, but oh, dude, all time Fifty Cent surprise show. I heard that um, they were talking about it on uh, the Rizzuto show this morning. Um, uh, Jay Z is in control of like doing the halftime shows because uh, so back in because 20- why wouldn't he be right? Of course. Uh, back in 2019, I believe, uh, you know, a lot of people are up in arms about this, but, uh, I believe Rihanna was offered to do the halftime show back in 2019 and she refused it because of like the whole Colin Kaepernick thing and she would never work for the NFL again. Um, but now with Jay-Z, you know, he took over shortly after that and with him on the reins and he asked her to do it, uh, of course, why the hell not? And all she's going to do, you know, she hasn't released any new music in like three or four years. And I think everybody's just been missing out on it. She releases nothing but banger after banger after banger. So this hints at hopefully Riri's going to release some new music. And uh, if she does, awesome. If she doesn't, oh, well. We're just going to hear banger after banger at the Super Bowl anyway. Dude, I mean, Rihanna is a babe. A certified yeah. babe. And she is. Oh, yeah. I mean, one of the one of my favorite rap songs of all time is that What's My Name song with, with Drake. And it's not because of Drake at all. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's all Rihanna and she's just uh, I love that. I love that. All in on that. Oh, yeah. Love it. OK, all right, so, let's hear your take, brother. So I'm going to I'm going to dump and change all and right. we'll see if you agree with this or not. I am dumping and changing the preseason for the NHL. Yeah, I'm sick of it. <laughs> and it's so long. It's just like a it's a huge tease. Like I mean it's like it's like getting blue balls in late September. I just want just play a week. Play for a week. Play four games or three or four games and get out and just start Screw the season. That. Just just fly the guys back in from Cancun, put them on the ice the next day, opening night. Yeah, dude. Just yeah, everyone <laughs> everyone full of lactate or lactase or whatever the whatever the, the whatever makes you cramp. I don't know. Make them eat a bunch of bananas and get them the fuck out there. I'm there dumping and changing the NHL. Every sport, the preseasons have gotta go. Or they've gotta be at least way shorter. Like they I get it with football, it makes a lot more sense because football is literally like all schemes and you know, it's all timing and you know all that stuff. I kind of get it, but still, four weeks worth of games, like a month of preseason. It's almost the same thing with the NHL. It's like three weeks long. Yeah, and we're like, and especially for people like us, like we just want the season to start, and everybody feels the same way. So I'm dumping and changing preseason for sports. I'm just done with it. Sp- the with spring you, training is some bullshit too. It's like a month long too. I just I, I'm I'm out on that. So I am dumping Guy, and changing guys just vacation and down in Florida and getting paid for it. Yeah, cool. You get to go to Jupiter and fucking play baseball once every five days. Yep. Got to well. It must be nice to be a pitcher because you already do that throughout the year anyway, and you're getting paid twenty million dollars every every time you throw a ball. And yeah, so yeah, I'm dumping and changing that. So I like the segment. I like it. I think we started oh, yeah. off on it. I think we started off hot. Now we have to keep it going. For the oh, rest yeah. of the time. So. And th- th- this can be anything. This could be hockey related. It could be uh, sports related. It could be music related. It could be 
It, it could be your freaking uh, local McDonald's down the street if their ice cream machine actually works when you pull up one time. So, I'd be all in on that shit. All in, all in. All right, you ready to you ready to talk some hockey? Let's talk hockey. Okay. So, and and the way we want to structure this is we want to give everybody some news updates with what's going on in the NHL, and then we also want to give our Blues takes. Uh, we'll spend more time on the Blues, obviously, than anything else. Um, so, three people in the last week and a half or so have retired. Um, and all three kind of have their own little, their own little niche and where they where they belong in the game. So we had uh, Zdeno Chara retires, forty uh, five year old defenseman, an absolute freak. Um, you know, drafted by nineteen ninety six by the by the New York Islanders, uh, played for the Sens, the Bruins, the Caps, which was just weird to see. Yes. And then ends his career back in New York last year in such a weird season, um, sixteen hundred and eighty games, which is. He did over a thousand with them, I think, is what you said here with the Bruins. I did not know that. I did yeah. not know he played a thousand with them. I know he was there for a long time, um, and it's the most by an NHL defenseman in history. So it's a pretty, pretty big feat. Um, won the Stanley Cup in 2011. Won the Norris as the best defenseman in the NHL in 2009. And that 108.8 mile an hour slap shot is still. Yeah, that was the that was the All Star game. Uh, I don't. I don't. Remember I think it was 2012 in Ottawa, if I'm not mistaken. Because I, yeah, because I remember like I was watching that. That was back when I was like new to hockey, or you know, I I've always known hockey. Like I used to trade hockey cards and stuff, but like I never really really got into it until like 2012, 13. It was right right when that um, you know what it was? It was the uh, that partial lockout season, and I came back and uh, 2013 finished it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so like I, you know, I remember that slap shot. It was like Sports Illustrated it had him on like the cover, or they, or or it was one of those fold out pages inside the magazine, and I still was getting those uh, subscriptions back then. And yeah, you know, Char Charles a beast. You take away him playing for uh, the Islanders, you take away him playing for the Caps, you take him away uh, him playing for the Senators, and he's still uh, most likely a Hall of Fame player. Like. What a legendary career in Boston, and what a legendary career altogether, man. Yeah, and then I love this note that you put in here. So with Char retiring, the uh, he's the he was the last active player who had lost to the Maple Leafs in a playoff oh, series. Yeah. <laughs> so now there are no more players that have that are playing in the league right now that have lost to the Maple Leafs, which was in two thousand four. And it's just, oh my god, you'll you're gonna learn. And I know that we know each other really well. You're going to learn how much I hate the Leafs because I, I I laugh at it. I just love it. And, but I feel bad. We'll get into that later. Um, and also, the current oldest active player now is Joe Thornton, which he does not have a team. No, um, and we'll, he's still we'll, floating around. Still floating around, still working around with the Sharks. But so you're you're are you all in on Char being in the Hall of Fame or no? Oh yeah, I yeah, hundred percent. Okay, we can agree on that. We can move on. Um, Next one was Keith Yandel. Now this one kind of kind of hits close because we're both, uh, you know, we both listen to Spit and Chicklets, and a lot of people out there are going to for sure. Um, Mr. Sonk Daddy himself, Sonk. just one of the best things that's ever come out of anyone's mouth was just one word, Sonk. And uh, you know, thirty six years old, a little bit premature, I'd say. I think he could still play, but uh, sixteen seasons, eleven hundred nine games, uh, drafted by the Coyotes, uh, played some time with them. The Rangers, which he was part of that trade, and he uh, actually played some of his best years in New York, and then goes to the Panthers, 
uh, and then ends his career with the Flyers, which, again, another defenseman that ends his career in a weird season that just did not – nothing went their way. And you felt bad for him. But he was the all-time Ironman holder, still is for now, until about nine or eight, eight or nine games into the season. Something like that. Played 980 – like for that Ironman streak to end, though? I, I know. Mean, you got to think, yes, he would have he would have been pulled out uh, if if he wasn't the Ironman a while before that. But, you know, your season – wasn't their season, like, already pretty much done? There was no hope left. Their season was done in November, yes. Yeah, dude. So it's like – what what is the point? You get you gotta get these younger guys playing time, I guess. But come on, man! Like this guy is a legend. Like he's so respected he, by nine, everybody in the league too. Nine hundred and eighty nine games. That means uh, where is it? He had eleven hundred nine games total in his career. Talking so like eighty percent of his games were played in a row. He showed up that dude. Like so, he, he had a hundred. If my math is right, one hundred and twenty games in his NHL career. And then he missed for whatever reason, comes back, plays a game, and he doesn't miss a game for 989 games after that. Like, that is unreal. And you're just going to cut that short just because you're – you got to stick up your ass? Uh, Who who was the coach uh, for the Flyers last year? I think it was Mikey O. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. What a fucker, dude. What a fucking idiot, dude. And you want to know what's crazy is, um, you know, listening to some other radio shows where – I get the real information from. They said that, remember when Joel Quinville was coaching Florida and they wanted to sit him? Uh, not last year, but the year before. And they every single player went up to Quinville and was like, this is not going to happen. Like, it's just, it's every single, look, that just shows how much respect he garners in a locker room to have every player say no. Like, it's not like they'll sit. Like, players were like, I'll sit so he can play my spot just so he can play. It's like a, like a Rudy moment. Like when everyone's like, if Rudy's not playing, I'm not playing. If Yandel's not playing, well, I'll sit and he can take my spot. So, I mean, right. what a what a what an absolute – just think about going to work every year or every day and how hard it – like, and this is a professional sports. I know you may it may not compare, but imagine going to work every single day for 11 years and not missing a single day. No matter how shitty you felt, no matter what you were going through personally, anything like that, just imagine that. That's crazy to think about. This guy did this, and including all the playoff games he played for eleven yeah. years. It's just what an iron. I mean, that, he is the definition of iron of an Iron Man. But Phil Kessel is going to pass him this year. I mean, it, it's just you, gonna, it's going to happen. We talk about the disrespect for you know, Yandel and stuff. And I, I don't know. I'm sure, you know, there's logical reasons behind everything. There's there's behind closed door stuff that we don't know about, whatever. They had a reason to sit them. But then you look at uh, Kessel in, in Vegas and uh, what they did with him whenever uh, he had the birth of his first child. He didn't want to miss it. You talk about respect. And uh, they let him dress up, play one shift for the game that his – you know, when his first child was being born, skate out there one shift. Then they chartered a flight for him to go see the birth of his child. Like, that's incredible. That's respect there, and that is well-deserved. I think that, I think no matter where Yandel was, they would have done that too. I mean, I obviously, with the way that it unser- or unceremoniously ended the streak, yeah, that kind of sucks. But I think if, there, if it was some kind of situation where 
I mean, if Arizona's going to do – Arizona's season is over every year before the season starts, and they're doing that for him. Arizona, not Vegas. Yeah, he's playing for Vegas this year. Well, no, but when he was playing last year for Arizona. Yeah, I said Vegas earlier. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, with Vegas now – and I, ugh, you'll you'll learn how I feel about them too, but um, <laughs> um, Yandel, are we going yay or nay? Probably not a Hall of Famer guy, but still like an all time legend, respected guy in the locker room. Yeah, his his biggest yay towards the Hall of Fame is that Iron Man streak, but other than that, there's really not too much to talk about. Yeah, his highest point total was sixty two, and I mean that's I- just that's not enough. No Norris for him. I'm sure he was in contention he, that time or two. I think but... in 2011, in 2010-11, I think he finished fifth in Norris voting, which is... Oh, that's that's the closest? Yeah, I think that's the closest he ever got. Oh, okay. So I don't I don't know. Now, the next one that was pretty shocking um, was P.K. Subban. Uh, very, very shocking. Very polarizing figure in the NHL. Um, if you follow it at all, PK is, he's a pariah sometimes, but he's loved or hated. Like, I mean, you, it seems like everybody has an opinion about this guy, but at 33 years old, PK decides to hang him up, uh, 13 NHL seasons, a lot of them with the Habs, some with the Preds, you know, gets traded in that, tra- that famous trade for Shea Weber in 2016, absolute massive day. Because I think it was Taylor yes. Hall was traded for Larson. And then five minutes later, Steven Stamkos, who was talking about going to Toronto the entire time, decides to to, to stay in Tampa. I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. And then right after that, P.K. Subban and Shea Weber are traded for each other. I'm like, what in the fuck one, is going on? One. It just, and yeah. yeah, like two hockey deals done within 10 minutes of each other. And then a guy who might have left decides to come back. So... And this guy won a Norris in 2013, um, led the Canadians to the conference. I mean, he was a monster in the playoffs that year. In he was Kale McCarr. He, 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 I, I'd agree with you there. The way he skated, the way he wheeled, when he got the puck, when he would get the puck behind the net and start wheeling, I, yeah, I agree with you. You're 100% right. It, it was, it's like what Kale McCarr does now. Like you just you're like you're like oh what is he gonna do now? And he would do the spinorama moves, the Denny Savardian type spins. Um, then makes it to the Stanley Cup final in 2017 with the Preds. Which, by the way, looking back, um, I was watching a like a recap of his career that se- that year in the playoffs. He scored two goals. He scored two goals in Game One against the Blues. <laughs> that oh. was in, in the first game of the series, he had two goals, and I mean. You want to talk? We'll talk Blues a little in a little bit. I but I I do want to say this: the the Preds' defense that year when we played them in 2017, we lost in six games, but we got wiped out by their defense. They had goals. I think Ryan Ellis had like five goals in the series, which R.I.P. That guy may never play again. Subban yeah. was a monster. Ekholm was at the peak of his power. Yossi was just like starting to become that superstar. And they were just ripping us apart. And then there was another guy named Austin Watson who just out of nowhere is like, "Oh, I'm a you know I'm going to score five goals in a six game series." So I mean, uh, fair enough, they beat him. But either way, people gave PK Subban a tough time throughout his entire career. Like he, he just garnered a lot of either negative, positive attention, and I don't know how you feel about him. I I I love the guy. I think he's awesome. I think he did a few things wrong like that he could have done differently, but I I think there was just a guy who put himself out there and was just 
he was himself, and a lot of people could not handle it. So, so earlier you said polarizing. You know that that's a for sure definition of PK Subban. <coughs> I think his heart is always, you know, in his in the right spot. But man, it's sometimes you just gotta shut up. And 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 that's coming from a white guy that's talking about a black guy speaking of, you know, his you know, their mistreatment and stuff. So I really don't have a ton of room to talk about. But at the same time, I think, you know, sports and politics, it's it's the same as government and church. Like, you just got to keep those two things separate. I can't I can't stand here and, you know, all this political, don't talk about me, who you're going to vote for the president, who, you know, this person's terrible person. This I don't want to hear any of that. I want to hear how you're going to put pucks in the net, pucks down deep, you know. Just shut up about politics. Now, this stuff with his little brother uh, that went on, like, was it last this, year or two years past, ago? This past season, yeah. This past season. So, you know, that that one kid that uh, they started getting in a little tussle, and then, you know, he did what uh, young Subban called the monkey arms at him. But, you know, as it came out, there's multiple video evidence of him doing it to tons of other players both black and white and it's just a tough guy pose he wasn't doing anything monkey like it it's it, it, the whole thing was blown out of proportion they ruined this poor kid's <clears throat> career and uh you know I, just that kind of stuff like they, they made him to look like such a bad guy and i, I just it's like it yeah I, I wish it wasn't a part of hockey yeah i know i know where you're coming from and i speaking on it like i'm not I'm not a fan of it either, but also like I'm, I'm in the camp where if you have a platform, use it, but just make sure you use it the right way. Sure. Um, I think, I think where, I think what you said in the very beginning was right. His heart was always in the right spot, but maybe you didn't go about it the right way. And let's be honest that hockey is an old boys club. I mean, all the GMs, all the coaches, all yeah. the owners and everything there. I mean, they've been in bed with each other forever. And they don't like change. They don't like like people did not like Alex Ovechkin when he first came in the league either because of his personality and the way he talked. And I think he kind of got the same treatment. But also, it I I agree that it should you should separate politics and that. But again, I'm like I'm like on the fence because I think issues that are you know stuff that can be an issue should be addressed. But maybe pick the right time and space to do it. Yeah. And especially, I think he got he got a lot of flack because he played in Montreal. I mean, everything you do when you play hockey in any Canadian market, much less the hockey mecca of the world, especially of the NHL, I mean, they are watching your every move, every word you say is printed. I mean, it's like TMZ out there with hockey reporters. It's absolutely nuts. And I think he just got a bad rap for the way he was talking and the way that he was, you know, flashing his workouts on Instagram and flashing his – his, you know, gold medal downhill skier wife, Lindsey Vaughn, our girlfriend, Lindsey Vaughn at the time, you know, and career went downhill after that <laughs> to make a dad <laughs> joke. But I mean, after that, uh, it didn't get very good. And so, I mean, I think he was a great player. He's not a Hall of Famer, but here's a theory I have with, with PK. And I want to see if you agree or not. Maybe he wasn't, he's not, or maybe he's not done yet. Maybe he he had a bad year. Tom Bradyan? New Jersey buys him out. Maybe he's Brett Farvin, Tom Bradyan. Yeah. And he's like, look, like right now the market out there for defensemen is, I mean, it, it 
for a guy who hasn't performed that well in the last couple of years is it's pretty dry. So maybe he's like, well, I don't like what I'm getting as far as offers go. Maybe I'll sit this one out. Maybe I'll keep working out. I'll stay ready. And maybe he comes back next year. Who knows? He's only 33. I mean, this is not Tom Brady who's 45 and then yeah. decides to come back. And he does, I mean, as far as I know, I follow him on Instagram. As far as I know, no wife. I mean, no kids. I mean, it's not like he has much to worry about. The, the, the thing is, man, it's just like, yeah, you, like you said, he had a couple declining years, but he wasn't terrible. Uh, he just wasn't yeah, his. Was he wasn't pretty his bad last year. But he was, I, I'll give you that. He but was pretty like, bad. But New know, Jersey was also I, dog shit. I mean, they were terrible. Yeah. So I, so I, I don't know. I, I doubt it. And there's also another rumor going around that maybe a lot of his injuries that he was dealing with the last couple of years come from his powerlifting workouts. So like his back yeah. issues, his knee problems. I mean, maybe that is causing a problem. I don't know. I, He's I a mean, beast in the gym. He is an absolute beast. But what is that? What is that? Like, what kind of toll does that take on your body, especially when you're trying to play 82 games in a season? you know, over seven months and then try right. to make playoffs as well. So that, I mean, well, honestly, we'll, that does make sense. We'll talk about a beast in the gym. We'll go back to another sport real quick with golf. You look at guys like Bryson DeChambeau, he bulked up and then, uh, you know, he starts getting injured and that injury that just happened to him last week, you know, you never know where those ropes are going to come from. <laughs> Fucking guy. Guy <laughs> so, runs in, so he runs leads. into a rope and then blames everybody around him. I mean, sure. what a, just an absolute shit. Just, what are you guys doing to me? Just a clown, dude. I mean, and right, can we? Right. We're getting off talking. I'm no, 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 no. I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this really quick. <laughs> well, real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there anyone that's less self-aware and less able to laugh at themselves than Bryson DeChambeau? What what a move that that was for him to go to live, get paid the bag, and then. You know, he was loving it over there. Everything was going his way. You know, he could do his own social media, make himself look as cool as he wants. It was working great. But then you have this rope that comes out of nowhere, hits him in the eye, blinds him. I can barely see. Allegedly. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, then he wants to start blaming everybody else. Anybody else that has an ounce of cool in their body would just look at this situation themselves Take it in real fast and be like, okay, I'm going to make fun of myself. I'm an idiot. I walked right into this rope. Bryson DeChambeau needs anything that makes him what he thinks look not cool has to be somebody else's fault. Yeah. It's just, the guy is just an absolute dickhead. That's just what he is. He's a dickhead. Everyone hates him. He's becoming Greg Norman. Like, if you know, and if people know yeah. who Greg Norman is, people hate him. And Jack. I. He's on the shark. Some people call him the shark after that master's crumble that he had. Back in, <laughs> I think it was like 1995 or something. Okay. But getting a little bit off track. Let's end this with real quick. Where do you see all three of these guys that retired? So Chara, Yandel, Subban, uh, post-career, where do we see them ending up? I, I have Subban an idea. is going to be on NHL Network next week. I, I think. think he already had a gear. I think he already had a gig with ESPN during the playoffs. During no? the playoffs, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm, I mean – they're going to give him the bag. He's a personality. Yeah. He's a guy. So give him the money. Take it. And it, maybe that was his other thing. Maybe he's like, I could go do ESPN. And, you know, he obviously knows the game really well. I mean, he's a fucking Norris Trophy winner. He's got the credentials. He's got the personality. Maybe he's like, fuck it. I'm going to go work for them. 
make as much or more money talking I, on TV. I'd say I'd say more, especially yeah. with what he was being offered before. Now Yandel, right. I mean, we're talking. This guy's got to be a chicklets guy or a barstool guy or something. Something, man. He's just a personality. He knows how to talk to the guys. Like, I think I know how to talk to the guys. That's why we're doing this podcast right now. Uh, we'll see how this turns out in a few weeks after we get a few epis out. But uh, Yans, Yans is it. He He's on fire every time. He's a guy's guy. Like, he's that guy you want in the locker room. Like, he's just the guy that you love to talk shit with and, you know, gives the boy. One of the best things besides the sonk, besides that, was uh, – Watching, like, his mic'd up videos, if you go on YouTube and just look up Keith Yandel mic'd up, and, like, when Barkov does a shootout move, and he's like, that's my favorite player! That's my favorite player right there! <laughs> and then there's a shootout move where he did, like, you know, Barkov does these absolutely ridiculous shootout moves, and he's like, you did more stick handles in one one shootout move than I've done all season. <laughs> he's, <Yeah>. just, <laughs> he's just an absolute gold mine. And then, like, every time he'd make a pass, you just go, cheese! <laughs> it's just I, and awesome. there's like something about like when he starts like skating up ice he goes yip, 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 yip. <laughs> yeah yeah it's just the, the guy is going to be great he's going to be a content guy for sure he'll go work somewhere char on the other hand i only have one theory this guy's going to end up in a in a front office somewhere either working as like a god he'd be a a mess to be a personal tra- like to have him as your personal trainer this guy rides like tour de france style rides during the summers that's nuts. He's like, uh, he's like Rod the Bod in Carolina. Just yeah, except he's six foot ten. Yeah. Except he's <laughs> seven feet tall and 280 pounds of just pure muscle. But there, there was a funny story I heard really quick before we get to the Blues. Chara one time was riding with Daniel Alfredson, for, so his former teammate yeah. with the Senators, and they did this bike ride, and Chara was like, oh, he cannot keep up. He can't keep up. And they do something – I think they rode – he was making fun of Daniel Alfredson for quitting a bike ride after five hours. Five <laughs> hours? Five oh hours. It's just like, what in the fuck, dude? Like, what kind of genetics? I mean, you are you got everything. You're seven feet tall. You, you're built like fucking Chris Stapp's Porzingis. And then you can play hockey, too. And also, oh, I ride the bike for like nine hours a day. It's just That's fucking nice. absolutely crazy. But, I, I mean, best of luck to all three of those guys. In retirement, they're all gonna. They'll be fine. They'll find their own way. Yeah, oh yeah. These aren't guys we're gonna have to worry about. All right, Blues talk. Let's get into it. So, first preseason game was Saturday, I believe, against Arizona. That's it. And the Blues take the dub as much as it five four baby five four over the Yotes over the Desert Dogs. Um, now again, I am dumping and changing the preseason. I hate it. I absolutely can't stand it. But two guys stood out in this game that were huge and that I think we're really looking forward to. So you kind of had those guys written down when you kind of, you, did you, did you watch any of it? Were you able to get it anywhere? No, Saturday night I was out at Oktoberfest, uh, uh, trying to get shitty. And then, uh, I decided I was tired and I wanted to go home, uh, let, let the wife go out and, uh, welcome to 30 night with some of our friends. They all, uh, you know, I'll tell you this, uh, I, we we started we left uh, Oktoberfest at about nine thirty, and we were all deciding we were going to go to Babylon. Uh, we kind of got separated as we were leaving. Some some people stayed behind by the band. They were you know playing another good song after another good song, and like oh we'll meet up. So I dropped my wife and a friend off at uh, her friend's car, and and 
she's like, well, I'm going to ride with her so she doesn't ride alone. I said, okay, that's fine. So I'm driving back that way uh, by myself, and I'm like, fuck, I'm kind of tired. I got a little bit of a headache from that band playing right in my ear. It wasn't the alcohol. Hours. It wasn't the alcohol or anything. It was the band. Well, you know, I only had one beer there. You know, I was, I was, oh boy. You know, I was driving. I was being responsible, buddy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I, I let her go with her and I'm driving on my way home and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to call her and see if she's okay with me. Just going home, have a fun night out lady. And I'm just going to go home, go home, get home nine 45 or so I'm in bed. I wake up at 1 a.m. to my wife, our buddy Deacon, and about four or five other friends that we know pile on top of me in bed. I'm dead asleep. It's one in the morning, and they're Dude, you all gotta, You got to pay extra for that down in the city, brother. <laughs> yeah, buddy, it, it, it was a show. They kept me up for about another hour. I was so mad. Uh, Jake got freaking yogurt all over. He threw yogurt at me, and it gets all over my fucking bed. I was oh, so mad. <laughs> That wasn't, oh, yo- hey, that it, wasn't it, a yogurt. It was a flashback to uh, older times. I've known a bunch of these guys for 10, 15 years, and it's the kind of stuff we did back then. So, you know, now that we're all living on our own, I kind of miss those times. But uh, where the hell was I? Oh. The game Saturday. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was out. Uh, Squirrel. You know, having a good time, and I missed the game. <laughs> no, but it, it, it looked like there was a couple uh, – some guys had a big game or had some big games was Jake neighbors. who's a guy that we really need to step up. I think that's a guy who's right now fringe, you know, bottom six guy, but with performances like this, he can get into the lineup. And then Logan Brown also had two goals as well. So him and neighbors both have two. Uh, is Logan Brown goaded? Like, is he the new guy? Oh, <laughs> I don't know about that. You Logan? know, he, he impressed me. He impressed me last year. So, uh, you know, I, I think he's got a spot on this roster to start out. You know, the fourth line could use a guy like him. He can sc- he's the goal scorer on the fourth line, I'd say. And yeah. um, But Jake Neighbors, man, like, uh, now's his time to shine. There's there's uh, room for him. And it's just, uh, I, I, I guarantee he gets that nine-game, you know, little tryout that they get. But um, if he's yep. going to make it past that nine-game, do they want to waste a year on his contract? I guess we'll wait and see. I think this year's the year, and especially with Torobchenko being out until Christmas time, somewhere yeah. around there. Where there's, I think, if they, I think it's easier for Logan Brown to find a spot. For one, he played most of the year last year, and really, like like you said, he performed really well last year. But when you're the goal scorer, like, and I, I mean, Jake Neighbors is, we don't really know what he is yet, but I'm guessing he's a, he's a forty to fifty point guy every year if he's if he's healthy. I yeah. think that's harder to break into a role like that because then you have to take someone else out who may be a little bit more of like a glue guy or, you know, a guy who goes and bangs bodies like a Toropchenko does. Um, but I think he's going to get every opportunity there is. I mean, no doubt. Sure. <laughs> he said, yeah, sure. And then uh, – So and the other goal was uh, by Matt Kessel, uh, no relation to our guy – Phil, I heard he's a little bit more of a burger guy than a hot dog guy. <laughs> Not a hot dog guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but hey, we'll take any Kessel we can get. If he could turn into Phil Kessel, that would be sick. That would be yeah. Great. We need some goals, buddy. That would Start be put him in the back of the net. Uh, so yeah, you know, I did watch like I kind of watched the some of the highlights of the game and you know read up on what happened a little bit. Uh, Scotty Perunovic, he he was looking really Scotty good. Uh, Tyler, Ty, yeah, Scotty P. Uh, Tyler Pitlick, uh, he, 
I heard he had a pretty good game. They both had two helpers. And then uh, our boy on the PTO, Martin Fjork, uh, you know, <laughs> the only guy in the NHL with no vowels in his last name. As Literally. I mean, have you ever seen someone with no vowels in their last name? I, yeah, and let alone in the NHL in life. I don't think that's ever happened. Martin Furk, Freaky Furk. Furk. See, and I'm saying Fjork. <laughs> but hey, the, going back to the 108.8 mile an hour shot, I want to look this up. Martin Furk absolutely dusted his record in the AHL All Star. I, I think it was two years ago. Let me see what it was. I want to like 112. I think it was like 110 or 112. Let me see shot slap shot. Let me see what it what it comes up as. While you're looking that up, you know I'll say. Uh, they they had a little highlight video of him from the game on uh, the Blues social medias and stuff, and boy, he was moving the puck good. Oh, he was! Uh, didn't he have a? He had an apple or two, right? Didn't he? Have yeah, I think assist? he had only one assist, but uh, you know, he definitely led to some scoring chances. That's for sure. So Martin Furk in 2020 in the AHL All Star Game shot a puck 109.2. See you, Chara. Who yeah. shoots harder than you, Martin Furk? Guy with no fucking vowels in his name. Where where Great. was that All Star game? Was it in Denver? They had that high altitude or something. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, the fucking puck just moves so much so much further. Just really affects the altitude there. He was probably out of breath by the time he was done taking it too. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I mean, the guy can absolutely rip the pill. I sent you a video today, which was actually sent secondhand from oh, my buddy Chandler. Dirty. He was pumping the pill into the top into the top shelf dude it was nuts. i wish i would have showed that video it was a slow-mo video of him just smacking a one-timer from 15 feet out at the dot pretty much he was like pretty much in the ov office is where he was at dude, yeah it was a bullet I, I wanted to see it in, in real time though it was only slow-mo yeah and i mean did anybody big play this weekend like any like any like top six guys or so yeah, I checked. Uh, there wasn't a single top six forward from last year that played in that game. Uh, I saw tonight that you know we're recording now as the game's going on. And I have no idea what's going on in that game right now. Uh, but um, yeah, the biggest names playing uh, in that game were pretty much uh, Krug and Bennington, and you know a couple of guys we talked about earlier. Key Cogs. I mean, both Key Cogs for the boys. Um... Uh, did Benn- Bennington probably, I'm assuming, didn't play the entire game because that's usually what they're doing. No, like- uh, Joel Hofer, I, I believe he was in there. What, what did I read? He, he only stopped 8 of 12. Oh, boy. <laughs> or maybe it was 9 of 12. And then, uh, yeah, it was 9 of 12 because Benner let in uh, one on eight shots. Hell, I don't know for sure. It's preseason. We'll give him yeah. an excuse now. You can't be doing that shit in the regular season. Give me an excuse for not watching. No shit. Um, now, what we all recording during the game, you did put some notes in here. Top players expected to play tonight. Uh, a few more. We have Pareko, Krug, Barbashev, Nathan Walker is playing. Walker. And then Anola Chari, the new boy, the new guy. And uh, Mikola and Thomas Grice, the new backup, is playing too. So Let's uh, let's go on uh, Anola Chari real quick. Uh, do you think he's got a spot on this team? I know. Yes. Uh, I forget where he where did he play last year. One of the Florida, Florida, teams. Florida. Florida. So uh, you know he was he's originally from Boston. I know he was like kind of a fan favorite up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, hardworking guy. Really, I don't really know how he did last year in Florida. I didn't hear his name much. But um, you think he's got a spot on the team this year? I think so. With the way he plays, I think that kind of like what I was saying with how 
it's difficult for a guy like Neighbors to make it into the lineup doing what he does because, let's be honest, the top six is loaded with what he can do. And the bottom six, you need different things to come in. Like you need different types of players to come in. I think Nolachari is a great – he could play the wing. He could play center. Um, he can kill penalties. He may not be the fleetest of foot, may not be the fastest guy, but, I mean, does that sound familiar to you? Kind of sounds like Tyler Bozak to me, which surprisingly, Bozak has no home. Floater. It, and But I think Achari's an, an easy shoe-in for night one, at least for night one. Give him a chance to see what he can do. I, I don't game. I wouldn't mind it. I mean, he's a – He's, it, people are going to like him. People are going to like him. And, I mean, if you watched him in Boston in 2019 when we played him, he was actually the guy that got tripped by uh, Perron on that goal that he ended up scoring. Remember when he kind of – Oh, yeah, and the trip got unnoticed. Yeah, that well, – That was that was a redemption to something. Was that it the was Krug a, hit? Was that the Krug hit? Maybe it was the Krug hit. I mean, maybe they let that go. I don't know. But, yeah. hey, now – I mean, do you think Thomas and Krug ever bring that up? Like, hey, remember that time that you literally charged 193 feet <laughs> and charged my fucking ass through the boards? Do, do, you, do you remember the Do you remember the tweet that uh, Thomas sent to Krug whenever uh, Krug got traded here? No. He said uh, it was a stepbrothers, and it says uh, uh, it, it wasn't stepbrothers. It said, uh, did, "Did we, we just, just become, become best, best friends? friends?" Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> it was fantastic. That's great. I'm never on Twitter, so I don't. I don't fucking know. I can't. You all, yeah. I mean, I I see the Twitter shit through Instagram or Facebook or whatever. But now, one thing I want to ask, and I guess we can both. We I can answer this question myself easily, but I want to hear your takes. Do we have any expectations for anything besides guys not getting hurt as far as the preseason goes? This early? No, zero. I mean, do we wait till the last week and we're like, okay, which guys are well, firing? So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I let the coaches, you know, do their job because what the fuck am I going to do? But, uh, you know, I I don't really, like, pay attention until it's down to, like, the last, like, six guys that where it's like, oh, you know, there's two spots on the roster and we got six guys left. Like, that's when I really start, you know, keying in and I get excited about it because, you know, all these guys, I'm rooting for all of them. But, you know, I have, like, my favorites and, you know, I, I – get to start watching and really paying attention because right now it's a bunch of oh, i don't even know who the hell this guy is and right. and then you can really start paying attention to you know what these guys are doing yeah i agree i mean i, I just i hate the preseason and yeah. if you don't understand that by now i hate the preseason it's just it's it's stupid to me um but some other news that came out you know about a week or so ago um, Marco Scandella, one of our, you know, one of our steady Eddie defensemen, if you want to call him that, um, at times. You're a hater. He's okay. Uh, I know. I do. I do hate on him, but I love him. <laughs> I mean, he's part of the team. I love him. I love everyone equally except him. Uh, Scandella's out six months, uh, has hip surgery. So what are we thinking that the Blues D looks like going into night one this year? I mean, what are we thinking as far as pairings go? Does Scotty P end up playing? And taking that spot because he's a lefty, and he's taking another lefty spot, and so is Mikola, and we saw what Mikola can do. Mikola is a little, eh. I mean, he's serviceable. I will give him that. He was he was pretty good last year, but in the playoffs, man, he was all right. So what so do you, we talked about this a little bit in our you know tester episode, but uh, we'll we'll go back to, on it. 
Our top four, I think, as you saw, is pretty much set. You know, we got uh, Letty and Pareko. That was a solid pairing, you know, yes. after Letty got traded here last year. And, Can we stop really uh, quick and pause and talk about something? And I know we've talked about it before. If you don't like Nick Letty or you don't understand why he's still on the team and why we pay him. on drugs, dude. You got to go. Yeah, I would love that. Whatever whatever you're taking, I would love that because <laughs> it, it. Nick Letty is – Steady Eddie Nick Letty. That's just that, that's what I'm going to call him all year. He's that guy. Doesn't get happy feet. Controls the puck really well. He's kind of like he reminds me of. He's not Petrangelo, which again I will keep telling the people who were okay with Petrangelo leaving. Nothing is ever going to replace him. We're using nope. Nick Letty to replace him. But while saying that, Nick Letty makes the right play 99% of the time. It's not a bad play, and his passing is unreal. He's Thank just, God we signed him this offseason. His his heart rate, like I would love to see this guy wearing a whoop on the ice and want to know what his heart rate is whenever he's carrying the puck and he's got you know he's in a stressful situation. Guy's probably at a resting ninety whenever he's got you know three guys around him and he's got to make a play. Just so that's all I want to say. If you don't like Nick Letty, you need to you need to watch more hockey. So yeah, we'll 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 stay on that with uh you know Letty and Pareko. That's that's our good pairing. Uh, the other of the top four is uh, Krug and Falk. They were easy, solid all year, dude. Easy. Falk was the so, best defenseman uh, on the team last year, like no that? doubt. Falk was the best defenseman oh, on the team, dude. He was incredible. So what a turnaround after that first year, dude. Like you know he was amazing over in Carolina, then came here. You know, he got stuck playing on his opposite on his offhand most of the year and had a shitty first year. I was I was booing him almost all season long, but he sure as hell proved me wrong after that first year, man. He's you know, that the the stash. The stash is coming through strong, man. I love it. Yep. And so that brings us down to our bottom two and yeah, you, as you said, uh Perunovic and Mikola, it's like you you gotta think of it as do you want these guy, either of these guys on their offhand? Because if you think either of them can play on their offhand, well, they're probably both going to play. Because Bortuzzo, our guy, you know, Bobby, you know, he's one. He's probably my favorite personality on the team. Such a great guy. But he is nearing the end of his playing career. He's not, you know, he's a stay-at-home defensive defenseman. But other than that, he's, he's not much of anything. And... He's going to see his way out of the lineup probably by the end of this year. And uh, so if you can have two lefties playing, one of them playing on the right side, I think uh, those are your two guys. Yeah, I think that's where it comes down to is the lefty. Like, because, and, you know, a lot of people may not understand, like, when you're a left handed defenseman, especially as a forward, it's not as big of an issue. But as a defenseman, I mean, think about being left handed. So you have the, you know, your stick is on the left side and you're playing on the right side. Every pass you're catching is on your backhand. Yeah. And you're having to make, you know, you're having to make the transition of going to backhand. It's just going to be different. Do you want to go lefty, lefty? And do you have, like you said, a guy who's comfortable playing his off side? Can you, you know, is, can you find someone that can do that? Or do you want to go with the lefty righty and, you know, rotate Scotty P and Mikola in every now and then to play with Bortuzzo? I, I really don't know where they could go. I think it really those are the two guys I'd be watching throughout camp and throughout the preseason. As much as I hate the preseason, I mean th- those are two guys we need to watch. Scotty Perunovic is it, it's his time. Like if it's if any time, 
I think it's his time is this year. He's got to prove that yeah. he's ready to go. He had some he had some pretty good moments last year. He was a great power play player. To me, he's the same as Krug with a Krug. little bit with a yep. little bit less uh, you know, bite to his game. Doesn't but exactly But a little more size. But a little bit a little bit more size, not by much. You know, they're probably not both like 5758, five, you know, probably 190 pounds. But Perunovic is a power play quarterback, and we saw it a few times. And then when he goes down to the AHL, he just rips it up. So, like, he's stuck. Right now, he's stuck in that spot where you got it. Because Mikula, if he if, if Scotty P doesn't perform, it's going to be Mikula. Mikula already proved yeah. he can play. and But he's yep. also 6'5", and he fucking kills people. Like, we, <laughs> we, we, he's an angry motherfucker, dude. He, he's hard around the net. He's a less skilled, more physical Pareko. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, so, yeah. That's a that's a good that's a good comparison, I guess. Um, <laughs> but I I, I think I want to see Scotty P get as many chances right off the bat to see, just throw him into the situations that he needs to be in, and then see where it goes from there. And then yeah, see if one of them, if Mikkel or them, can play on their offside. I think Scotty P would be better at playing in his offside because I'm sure he did it in college. I'm, as a Hobie Baker winner, also he's probably got more skill than uh, you know better hands than Mikola. Yeah, and I think he, you know, playing power play quarterback, you know, you're always you're always rotating around, so you're kind of, and also as a defenseman, you kind of want to be on your off wing on the power play because yep. you want to get those one timers off. Yep. And so maybe that works out. I don't know, but I think you're right about the whole Bortuzzo thing. As much as we love Bobby Bortz, um, I think he's. He's reaching the end, but I think they're going to keep. I think he retires a blue. I think he stays here for the rest of his career. Yeah. Everyone, everyone I, loves him. I I wouldn't be surprised if this is his last season, especially if he's not getting the playing time towards the end. But uh, yeah, man, like I, I love Bobby Bortz, and I you know I hope he does retire a blue. And he's only thirty three. I mean, I thought he was older than that. Do, do you know? Do you know? Uh, he and Tarasenko are. Our two most tenured blues right now. I do now. I was today years old and I figured that out. <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? I like it's nuts. I uh I learned that like sometime or I realized it sometime last year. I'm like, wow, like I can't believe that Bortuzzo is uh, if because I remember when Tarasenko was going to be traded, I knew he was the most tenured player after Schwartz was gone, yep. and uh I'm like, okay, so then, you know, if Tarasenko gets traded, who's the most tenured? Looked it up, and there's Bobby B. I did not know that. Yeah. Nice little interesting nugget I can take with me at the end of the day today. Like little I said, tidbit. we're learning. We learn. We're we learning. We <laughs> so, You're the learner in this scenario. It's kind of, now that you bring that up, it's kind of crazy just to think about where the core, how the core has changed in the last four years. Just remember where we were at on June 30th of 2018. We had Patrick Berglund. We had Vladimir Sabotka. We didn't have Tyler Bozak. We didn't have Ryan O'Reilly. We, you know, Bennington was not here yet. We were talking about we Jake. Were, we were in between number two and three of David Perron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, huge loss. I mean, it, it so really is. That's, that's going to be a tough spot to fill. I think that's also a spot where Jake Neighbors can. I mean, obviously, he's not going to fill his spot. But I think there's an open spot now for him to come in there and say, hey, I could do something like that. I mean, obviously, Definitely he, in the top nine. I don't think he's going to be playing in the top six by any chance. No. If I had to go top six, now Rutherford did come out uh, and say that they're going to run with that, I think it was, what do they call it, the Tomasenko line? Yeah. <laughs> so they're going to go Thomas, Tarasenko, and Buchnevich, which, by the way, 
career res- I mean, not a career resurgence because Bucinevich has always been pretty good, but to be a near 30-goal scorer and a 60-point guy your first year on a team and getting all the playing minutes you could ask for, that he's a horse. The guy is going to be an absolute. by Army. Again, for Sammy Blay. Like, what? Yeah. who is Army paying off to make these trades is what I want to figure <laughs> out. The guy's always scheming. Now, while we're on that, with Scandella being on LTIR and out for the next six months, and his, I think it's like a 3.125 or 3.2 million dollar cap hit off the books. Do you think he's scheming? You think Army's got something up his sleeve? Uh, I didn't think about it till now, but uh, hell, I don't know, man. I mean, who's he? But the the only question I'm this is see now you're learning like what my brain works like. I'm like, oh well, who could he go get? And then I'm like, five minutes later, I'm like, well, there ain't fucking anybody out there to go get. If there was somewhere out there, get Taven Perron back. Oh boy, yeah. That was something that I heard. Uh, they were saying like, oh, what? Why didn't uh, you know, we could have kept Perron with Scandella being injured. So, okay, he didn't get injured three months ago. He just got injured, you know, a couple weeks ago. Like, Hindsight yeah, is always twenty twenty. No, not, right. none of that retroactive bullshit. And I mean, yeah. oh, do you want to go get Huso back too while we're at it? When, yeah. Once Thomas Grice lets in a fucking stinker, you're gonna be like, well, if Huso was a backup, well, that'd be great. Like, well. He's getting paid. He got the bag from Detroit. So it's just, it's not going to work. Um, let's talk about Thomas and Kyrou's contracts really quick, and then we'll get out of here for, for today. Um, yeah, buddy. Are you a fan of the two matching contracts? I think they're 8.1 apiece. So I'll put it this way. Uh, you know, Thomas got, Thomas got the contract first. I, I think that is I'm 100% thrilled with that contract. What a great contract! Uh, let's see here. Uh, what was it was eight years? So him and Kyrie both eight eight years by eight point one two five per season. 100% identical contracts. Uh, so the first two years uh, there's no clauses, but then uh, after. Starting in 25-26, it's no trade clause through the end of the contract. With the exception of the last year, it's a modified no trade clause with 15-team list. Uh, yeah, eight one two five for both years. Thomas's makes perfect sense. Now, Cairo, we were talking about this in the uh, in the tester episode. Cairo's is a little more of a gamble, but I think Cairo uh, is the more skilled of the two players you know thomas is your responsible guy he's he's the older brother that uh, has been through it already he knows what he's supposed to do dad's always going to look down at him and you know not really have to worry about him now kairu dad's always uh you know looking over his shoulder to make sure he's doing the right thing and uh is he gonna last throughout the whole season you know or are you just gonna show off for the first you know, 50 games of the season, make it to the all-star game, show off in front of the entire NHL with your fastest player in the NHL, and then uh, slow down after the all-star game when everybody has their eye on you. You're saying this like it's already happened before? It's it's already happened before. Yeah, buddy. and the other thing is, is like, Thomas is definitely has already been there. He was basically, I mean, besides, you know, being injured uh, in game one of 2019 in the Stanley Cup Finals, he was there the entire time making plays Mm -hmm. he's been through a long playoff run Kyra hasn't done that yet and the thing that concerns me with it is watching him 
in the playoffs last year against Colorado. He got roughed up. I mean, he got – and even in Minnesota. Minnesota was not a cakewalk. I mean, that was a that was a tough series. And he got beat up by, you know, Joel Erickson-Eck and Marcus Foligno. You know, they were, they were going after him. And then when he gets in the second round, you know, you think Colorado's the speed team, you, you know, a bunch of speed demons who score a lot, which they do. But also, they play hard. And he, you could tell – there was a there was one play I think it was game one or game two, where he went over the blue line to get a puck and he was reaching and he got cleaned and like absolutely just got demolished and then after that he was kind of he was kind of wary about going into tough spots. Haven't seen that out of Thomas yet. I could be wrong. I'm not and I'm not bashing Kyra at all. He's the biggest gamble, but also this is a guy who could score 30, 35 goals a year. Like well, and 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 I think like he has the potential of at you know one point getting a hundred point season. Like I don't think that's out of the question for him. No, and and again the expectations for these guys, both of them, Thomas to me is easily he's not a goal scorer. Like he's just not. But he is a 70, 65, 70 assist guy. There's no reason yeah. this guy can't be. I think you were the one that actually said it, and I thought about it a lot. Was he's a point per game player? Like by yeah, 100%. I think he's. Easily getting all the minutes. He's going to get number one power play time this year. Uh, I think 75 to 80 points would be conservative. I think this guy can get 90. Kyra, on the other hand, is more, to me, like a 70-point guy. 30 goals, 30 assists. But the thing is, is he it, that's not his ceiling. Like He can easily go higher than that. It's just, can yeah. he withstand the grind of an entire season? And now he's on watch. Like, he's, like, like you made the point earlier, he is... He's on notice, and so is Robert Thomas. They both got – everyone knows they got paid. Everyone knows, you know, what they're all about. It's just time for them to show if they can go through a whole grind of a whole season and, you know, be able to take on top lines of each team because they're going to see the top lines. They go play Colorado. Thomas is going to see a lot of Nathan McKinnon. Uh, Kyrou's going to see a lot of Gabriel Landeskog. We go play Minnesota. They're going to see a lot of Joel Eriksson-Eck, a lot of Kaprizov. They're going to see a lot of those guys. Can they deal with that? For 82 games and, and regardless of who you think you know is the better deal to like i said i i, I probably think thomas's it, it doesn't really matter because you know that eight one two five a lot of people are like oh that's so much money you know for all that time the first off this doesn't even start next year it starts the following year and with the way that the cap is projected to just skyrocket the next few years when uh they pay off, you know, what they owe for whatever reason it was. Was it because of COVID, I think, that they owe some of the yeah, money? Yeah, it was or... the, uh, what do they call that, uh, escrow? The players have to the pay escrow, back their escrow yeah. accounts, yeah. So one, once they get that paid off, I think it's going to be paid off after this season. There, uh, Somebody on Chicklets the other day was saying that uh, within the next five years, it's not out of the question that the team salary caps are going to be $100 million. And that's, that. So so if it does get that high, this eight one two five is going to be basically today's six million dollars. Yeah, which, which I mean, five six years ago we were talking about like when Milan Lucic and Louis Erickson famously or infamously and Andrew Ladd signed six years by six years each, and yeah. they were like, "What in the fuck are you doing? Like, what is that?" But now, eight million like you said, an eight million dollar contract in three even two years is probably yeah. going to seem like. Like you said, like a six million dollar deal, like uh, could be a risk, but it's not that bad. Like it's really right. not. And I, I think both deals are fine. I think you were definitely right about Kyra being the gamble, 
but I still think he's going to be fine because he's going to be playing with O'Reilly, and he's going to be probably playing with Shin. I mean, those are guys that can go get the puck for you, go do the dirty things that maybe you don't want to do. That's the one thing I do like about Thomas is that Thomas will go get the puck and distribute from anywhere. And he's not that big of a guy. No, but he did put on some size. The guy put on – I mean, you saw him in his post-game interviews back in 2020, 2019 even. He was a little twig. When 2021 started, I was like – He's a thick boy. This guy he's got thick. thick. Like, he got Two thick. He got huge. And and that just shows – and Kairou, I hope Kairou's been hitting the pre-workout and hitting Me the – Me too, dude. I, I really hope he is because he's going to need it. Cause they're, I wouldn't even be disappointed if he comes to – uh yeah well i mean i guess came to camp came overweight camp yeah chubby come <laughs> yeah. chubby i don't care out of shape is different but chubby come chubby dude i don't care you need to put on some pounds i think the guy weighed 175 180 pounds at the most i, I mean thomas now has to weigh 190 i mean that's where i, I want Cairo to be i want Cairo yeah. to be 185 190 don't lose the speed but just get big like just get a little yeah. bit bigger and then Learn from Ryan O'Reilly and learn from Braden Shin because those guys are going to – they. I mean, O'Reilly doesn't exactly murder people in the corner, but the way he plays is so smart. Like He's, he's just, physical. He beats yeah. the shit out of your stick. Your he's st- a grinder. Your, yeah, he's, he's a first-line grinder. Yeah. And Shin, on the other hand, will destroy <laughs> He's a bully. Like, <laughs> he, will, he will go through you and put you into the sixth row. Like You will be going there. So I hope they learn a lot. Um, also, really quick before we get out of here, we were talking about contracts. Can we talk about real quick is Nathan McKinnon getting the bag and being the highest paid player in the NHL by literally a hundred thousand dollars? Oh, it's a hundred hundred grand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, twelve point yeah, six. Well, it, it, you know, a little over the hundred million dollar mark over the eight years. Uh, yep. Well deserved, and uh, like I said earlier, you know, people are complaining. Oh, it's so much mo- money. Well, first off, this is uh, a top three player in the NHL, you know, and he's debatably a top two player. If you, depending on who you ask on what day, you know, you got McJesus at number one and then, you know, it's debatable after that. Anyway, you know, in a couple years, this isn't going to be shit. It's going to be a steal, especially, you know, how old is he right now? 26, 27. Yeah. Yeah. He's young. Like, like he's. You're fine. Colorado, you're fine. I hate you. I want him. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been crazy if he went to went to free agency. Oh, my God. There, were, yeah. there were teams. The market, he would go like 14, dude. So, apparently there was a story that Colorado and the agent of McKinnon was talking to Colorado and apparently was talking about a number that starts with a one and ends with a four and then ends yeah. also with seven or six zeros. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> but apparently he didn't want that. He's like, look, just give me what's, give me what's, you know, what's made to me, which honestly now you could say that he deserves that because McDavid hasn't won yet. And he has. So he's getting a hundred thousand more that a hundred thousand is like, Hey, I want a cup. I'm flexing. So not a problem. I have no problem with it at all. What else? You got anything else about the boys before we get out of here for episode one? I, I think that pretty much wraps it up uh, on the boys. Oh, you know, one more thing with uh, those contracts that we were just talking about. Um, did you see what uh, the the latest purchase that Robert Thomas made? Was it a Lambo cash? 
Lambo, dude. All white. Ooh. All white, dude. It looks so don't, good. Don't let that go to your head, Bobby Tommy. Don't let it go to your oh, head. I don't think he will. I think he's humble. We'll see. A white Lambo is not humble. That's that's the exact <laughs> sure? opposite of a humble purchase. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. That's the exact opposite. is probably like, I'll take the Hyundai Accent. Like, I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, hopefully everybody enjoys episode one. We are going to be back at least through right now once a week. And then when the regular season starts, we're planning on doing some um, maybe some post-game stuff, some quick hitters. Um, and obviously, once the preseason's over, thank fucking God when that happens, um, it'll be just strictly blues content with a little bit of news sprinkled in there. Yeah, so ideally, like, what, what we kind of talked about was, uh, you know, every – Every Monday is kind of our home base. That's our like uh, weekly. We're gonna put everything in this episode. Uh, we're gonna we ran a little long here. I think we're at about an, almost an hour and thirty here. We're gonna try. Our goal is about an hour is what we want to do. Mm-hmm. An hour every Monday. Uh, come out Tuesday morning. Give you guys something to listen to on your way to work, and then uh, you know, and then one or two more little 20, 30 minute game recap BS episodes uh, throughout the week. Um, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, man. Uh, this has been fun and, uh, I got a little way that I would like to end out the show if you're ready for it. Yeah, of course. Uh, so, so one little thing that I would like to end every, you know, at least Monday show with is a weekly shout out. Uh, you know, this is kind of like our dump and chase thing, but, uh, this is, just a straight up shout out. Um, it's probably going to be more so people we know every week. But then again, like I said, with the dump and change thing, it could be anything. If you're if you're really feeling something, whatever you're looking to. So, uh, you come prepared with anything? Shout out this week. Uh, I probably can get one. I've been really bored right. in the last week or so. So, <laughs> well, I I will uh I'll start out if you want me to, and then if you're ready, you can go. Um, this week uh. Friday, well, okay, so I said, uh, no, maybe I didn't say it. Uh, Friday, I went to uh, our local bar, but not with uh, the usual crew of our friends. I went uh, with my mom to the Babylonian, and it was my mom's 58th birthday on Friday. So, uh, happy birthday, mama. Happy birthday, mama. Uh, yeah, she, uh, she turned 58. We had a great weekend with her. She... You know, she, we had a good time, so shout out to moms. She's getting closer and closer to her first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and any, however long she wants, 59th birthday. She's going to keep yeah. turning 59 from here on out. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Oh, man. Weekly shout out. Man, I did not come prepared for this one. I totally forgot oh. that we were doing this. Don't worry about it, man. This is just a little preview episode. So Hey, uh, I'll give a shout out to at least – one person. I mean, I gotta find. Uh-oh. I gotta find something. You know what? I'm gonna go with what I had for lunch yesterday, and just. I mean, everyone knows this already. This is just. Oh. Everyone knows how, how great this place is, and like how well run it is. Shout out to every single Chick Fil A out there, dude. I mean, yeah. I pull up. Shout out Chick Fil A. I, I mean, it is just these guys push out. I, I mean, dude, I don't. I, I have no words. I pull up in the line. The one I live close, the one closest to me is in uh, Brentwood. So, you know, it's, it's in a really busy spot. You know, there's a lot of, you know, businesses and stuff around there. I mean, the line's probably 40 cars deep. I mean, it's wrapped around the building. It's almost out of the parking lot. I'm not joking, Joe. 
I'm in that line for five and a half minutes. Like I, I pull up to any other restaurant and any other fast food joint and I see 40 minutes. cars. I'm there. I, I mean, I could watch a full episode of fucking the Sopranos before I get out of that line. <laughs> And like Speaking I, of, I just started. You just, just started. started okay. About forty minutes into the first episode. Oh, dude, you got it's 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 the best show going. But also, shout out to Chick Fil A. Every Chick Fil A out there. I don't know if going anymore. No, dude, you got to You got to watch the entire show. It's such. It's my favorite show of all time. I'm excited about it. It's but, but the, it is hard to digest every episode. Like in a in a in like reasonable. You have to like set plans out. Like you need to take a whole week. You and Ange need to set a whole weekend aside, and say we're gonna watch three episodes. We're gonna watch one episode a day, and you just need to keep that in your mind. What's going on in that show? Because there's a lot of twists and turns, and a lot, especially when you get in the later episodes. I'm not gonna spoil anything, but that show. There's, I mean, it's the show ended in fucking 2007, but I'm still right. gonna spoil it. I, it's one of my favorite shows ever. You guys are gonna love it. It's it's great. Yeah. You gotta keep. I'll I'll keep you honest, and I'll just keep asking you how you're liking it, because I I mean all I've right. wa- I've literally watched that show during COVID. I watched that show twice, all the way through. Whoa, because we had nothing to do. We had nothing to do, nothing. and I was like, well, this is a really good show. Watch the whole thing, and then I was like, well, that was really good. I could probably watch it again, and did it again. So I mean, it was. It, you guys are gonna love it, and we'll, we'll make sure that we keep you updated on that. So. Hopefully everyone enjoyed episode one. Uh, sorry, we ran so long, an hour and a half. But um, we're, we're really gonna try. Our goal is an hour, guys. We're our, trying. Our mouths move too much sometimes. That's just all it is. But hopefully everyone enjoys uh, episode one, and we will see you guys here next week for another recap. So everyone, go subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google, anywhere your podcasts are. We don't have a YouTube yet, but we will get there maybe eventually. We'll get some socials up and going at some point. Why don't you plug your Insta? Insta. I don't even know my Insta handle. Jesus Christ. I'll plug it for you. I'll plug it for you. <laughs> just because I love you that much. Uh, so if you guys want to go, because I mean, I post, a lot of st- I post a lot of stuff on my story, and I think we should both get into doing um, some stuff like that. So J. Joe Travers. It's uh, J underscore T-R-A-V, J Trav 42. T-Rav. Real St. Louis with that one. Mine's super easy. It's just Z-A-C-K- D E G R A N D E is my first and last name. So just go look at it. And uh that's we'll be po- it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's what my mama gave me. That's all. How much do you have to pay for that one? Oh man, I couple couple <laughs> bills, couple bills, couple bills, <laughs> like 3 bucks. <laughs> but uh yeah, it uh just uh keep an eye out on our stories cuz we'll be posting stuff on there. Uh eventually we'll get a social channel up for the show as well cuz I'm sure we're going to want some so- some feedback from the listeners and stuff like that, but Again, yeah, feedback, please, yeah, please. Feedback is key. Leave a review. Leave anything. If you hate it, tell us because we'll us. change. We will change. If you hated it, we'll figure it out. So uh, hopefully everyone enjoyed it and we will be back next week. Thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next week. Peace.